Welcome to Hope is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope is Here. My name is Greg Horn, and we are continuing our conversation with author and speaker and pastor Jeremiah Johnson. Uh, Yesterday, we heard a powerful testimony of just how God continued to pursue him, how a high school teacher uh, planted seeds in his life, but he kept running far from God and eventually uh, surrendered his one and only life, and now just has a powerful ministry as he preaches both here locally in Central Kentucky, but also speaks at conferences all over the world. And if you missed yesterday's 14-minute program, if you've got a loved one that's struggling with addiction, man, you, you want to hear this program and know that there's always hope because of Jesus. You can go to our website, hopeishere.today, and find that 14-minute program. Or if you listen to podcasts, it's available on all the platforms that you listen to podcasts, but really encourage you to check that out, especially if you have a loved one that's far from God and struggling with addiction. One of the things that I shared about yesterday is that the Pastor Johnson really helps fill my spiritual cup. Um, and I love following him on Facebook and really would encourage you to like his page. Over 5,000 other people like me do. And uh, he just has, we call them grace nuggets. And he does little short videos to encourage you. But, you know, you have one that was really, really powerful and, you know, a little more on a more serious tone. And yeah. sometimes we have to do that yeah. uh, about the Bible. So yeah. can you share that with us, Jeremiah? Yeah, so I'll just read it, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, it, it's a mysterious book. I've been studying it for over 20 years, and I'm still scratching the surface of some of its truths. It's the only book on earth that's alive. It's not perfectly translated, but it does represent a perfect God. If you pull it out in a public place, it will be noticed. It will cause a reaction. It will inspire love or hatred. People will be drawn or driven away, but it will not be ignored. Not everything inspired by the book has been godly. Just like the enemy used scripture to try and tempt Jesus, and like the serpent used some of God's words to trick Eve, the enemy does his greatest work by twisting truth. However, the life of Almighty God are within its pages when illuminated by the Holy Spirit. It has changed my life in the most dramatic of ways. After I was born again, I still thought like a drug addict. I still thought like a thief. I still thought like a lying, cheating, horrible human being. But the Bible not only introduced me to Jesus, it introduced me to who I was in Him. Without the renewal of my mind with its words, I'd still be living the same life that I came out of even though a new nature had been given to me by the regeneration of the Holy Spirit. It's been an attack here lately, but that's nothing new. It will outlast its critics. It will be around until that which is perfect has come, and then we shall know even as we are known. Don't jump on the bandwagon. Keep reading your Bible. It will help you to connect to the mind of God and empower you to overcome and live a life of victory in this fallen world. Uh, You know, we we live in a time when uh, truth is being presented as relative and um, the um, there there's a lot of attempts at you know distortion and delusion and and attempts of really in inverting uh, biblical morality you know saying that right is wrong and wrong is right you know this is this is the time that we live in there's a lot of that that's going on and uh, and unfortunately even even some Christians are embracing some things that are contrary uh, to Scripture. And, and as, a, as a result of that, it, it, it's really kind of uh, muddied the waters. You know, I have a lot of friends that, that were pastors and in ministry, and, and they, they just embrace this concept that it's just a book, and it's just a history book. And, you know, we now 
have a greater uh, revelation of the truth, and they'll embrace um, a book written by a man over a book written by the Lord. Uh, and so um, it's a real it's a real attack, you know, against God and against the church, and um, you know that's something that's happening right now. And so I uh, I just want to 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 recognize and honor just like I did in that post that, you know, it is the word of life. It's not a regular book. It's completely different. Is it perfectly translated? No. You got to get in there and study the Greek and the Hebrew. You got to rightly divide the word. You got to understand what covenant you're under. You're not under the old covenant. You better not be in your backyard sacrificing lands for your sin. You know what I'm saying? You got It's a new covenant, right? And uh, so we have to recognize what portion of the covenant that we're under and just allow because the Bible says that the letter kills but the spirit gives life and so when the spirit of God is breathed upon the scripture and it's rightly divided then we have an opportunity to make contact with the mind of God and it's supernatural I mean you can take one scripture and and enjoy a surface truth but then there's a deeper truth and then there's a deeper truth and a deeper truth one scripture has an eternal uh, depth of truth. Uh, God is is not someone that you can relegate to a box. You know, those four creatures that fly around in the throne room saying, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Each time they make a circle around the throne, they see another facet of who God is. Mm-hmm. He's eternal. He's infinite. And his word is too. And so, you know, like I was sharing earlier, I got born again, you know, when I, when I came out of all the stuff that I came out of, but my brain, my mind was still dirty. It was still rotten. I still thought, like a drug addict, alcoholic, crazy person, right? And so it was the Word of God that began to to connect me to the new life that had been placed on the inside of me because the Scripture declares, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if I'm still thinking like a drug addict, even though I'm born again, I'm still going to do drug addict things. If I'm still thinking like a liar, even though I'm born again, I'm still going to do liar things. And so God has given us the Scriptures and given us local churches and leaders to open the bread of life and begin to wash our minds so that we can change the way we think. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The born-again experience is done solely and completely by the Lord. We receive the outstretched hand of salvation. But if we want our minds renewed, we got to come to the table. we got to come to the bread of life and feed on it. And, you know, when I first started reading the Scriptures, man, I mean, it was like, I mean, it's like chemistry to me. I didn't understand any of it. And, uh, you know, I, I just, you know, it, I didn't necessarily immediately enjoy it. But as I continued to feed, feed on it, it began to change me. And I'll say this, whether you understand it or not, it's still depositing life on the inside of you. I don't have to understand how air conditioning works in order to enjoy air conditioning. The Word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to divide asunder between soul and spirit. And as you begin to just show up and eat, you will grow. And it'll change the way you think. And so, you know, the the change that's happened in my life is not only the product of being a born-again child of God. It's also... Uh, just making contact with the mind of God in the scriptures and changing the way I see myself. I didn't have a good example as a father growing up, but the scriptures give me a great example of being a father. I didn't know how to be a son growing up, but the scriptures taught me how to be a son. And so there's just there's freedom and liberty. You have to understand that the the very nature of truth is that it brings freedom. And so when you open the pages of the scriptures, what you're actually ingesting is freedom. 
And, and none of us are enjoying the, the fullness of the freedom that we can have. You follow me? The Bible says there's a glorious liberty to the children of God. And uh, God actually wants to put that liberty and freedom on display. But every time I step into the scriptures, I'm popping chains off my mind concerning the way I see myself and concerning the way I see God. Because when I see God clearly and I understand who he is, I'm going to know that he is love and he loves me. And he loves me more than anyone's ever loved me. Amen. He loves me more than my mama, my daddy. He loves me more than I love me. And when you when you understand that that's who he is, how can you not be drawn to him and want to spend time around him. Everyone wants to be around somebody that loves him. And so when we start to realize that he is a God of love uh, through the scriptures, it will cause us to want to draw near, and then it will also change the way we see ourselves. And so th this place of fellowship in the scriptures, I mean, it's, it's unique and it's powerful and uh, it will change you. Now, we live in a busy world. We live in a crazy world. We live in a world where our pockets are filled with the entire earth on our phones. And, and we, we, can, we can make contact with anything in the world with three clicks. And the enemy wants to keep us in a distracted state so that we don't feed on what gives us life. You know, if you look at a snake, the snake charmer, quote unquote, they got a flute in their hands and they're moving back and forth. You look at the lion tamer, he has a <clears throat> chair, <clears throat> excuse me, a chair in his hands that he's moving around. The flute doesn't stop the snake. The chair doesn't stop the lion. It's the movement that keeps him in a state of distraction. And an individual who's in a state of constant distraction has no ability to accomplish or do anything. And so if you're, you know, I don't know about you, but when I don't eat, I'm not my, the best version of Jeremiah Johnson. You know, we jokingly say, I'll turn into Betty White. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, give me that Snickers bar, right? Yeah. <clears throat> when I'm physically hungry, I get pouty and a little hangry and all that type of stuff. Well, I think a lot of people are spiritually hungry because they're not feeding on the Word of God, but they don't realize they're spiritually hungry because they've been distracted so much by the information age, knowledge running to and fro, that they're missing the very thing that actually gives them life. And I think that there are some believers, they need to just sit down and crack open the book and begin to ingest and feed on and see what happens to your life. I think so many times, man, we run around trying to put out all these small fires. I got to fix this. 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 And, you know, Martha did the same thing. And, and Jesus said, hey, your serving is, he didn't discount her serving. It was wonderful. You know, she was preparing food for the disciples in the home. Martha was. Martha, Martha, Martha. But he, he looked at Martha and said that. But then he looked at Mary, who sat down at his feet to hear his word. And he said, Mary has chosen that which is needful. She has chosen that good part. And there's a place in our relationship with the Lord of sitting down and hearing his words that will bring strength into our life that no amount of serving will do. No amount of small fires will do. And someone can look and say, well, Mary was lazy. You know, Martha was diligent. No, Martha, Martha was running on an empty tank. How do you know, Jeremiah? Because she was hangry. How do you know, Jeremiah? Because she was accusing everybody. She was critical. She, she accused Jesus and she accused Mary. She said, she's left me alone to do all the stuff, right? She had a critical spirit. Why? She was spiritually hungry. Whereas Mary ate at the right time. And if you look at Mary, Mary was there to help the Lord at the foot of the cross when all, when 11 of the 12 disciples left, Mary was there to take care of Jesus's mama. Jesus has need. How did she do that? Her tank was full. She chose the word. She chose that time with him and she fed. And so... 
I just encourage those of you that are watching, don't don't embrace the naysayers. Don't embrace the concept of the relativity of truth. Don't let go of the scriptures in the day and age that we're living in. It's the light that we have that's going to penetrate the darkness. Sit down and feed on the Word of God and watch if the small fires don't get put out on their own. Watch as, as you choose the needful thing, as you choose what's important. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. We can't fearfully try to micromanage the craziness that's going on in this world, but we can sit down at the table that we've been invited to and feed on the Word of God so that we have the strength to handle the things that are ahead of us so that when it's time to serve the Lord. We'll do it in spirit and in truth, and we'll do it at the right place at the right time out of a place of fullness. As a minister, the most important thing I can do is not prepare a message. It's to have a relationship. And when I'm full, the message is an overflow, and my life is taken care of. But when I, but you can draw water from a well and die of thirst and never drink yourself. And so the most important thing we can do is drink ourselves, drink in that water of life that's in the scriptures. It's powerful, it's true, and it, it, it don't go old, it's eternal. Amen and amen. And I know a lot of people are type A's like me that are listening and uh, you get busy doing things for God, but I want to encourage you just to spend some time being with God. He really, really, truly wants to speak to you. And uh, God's Bible, the, the Word of God, is uh, His love letter from Genesis to Revelation as He is pursuing a personal relationship with you today. Well, Jeremiah Johnson, uh, he's an author, he's a speaker, he's a pastor here in Central Kentucky. Uh, I want to encourage you to follow him on Facebook at Jeremiah Johnson Ministries. Also, uh, go to his website. It's simply jjm.life. That's jjm.life. Uh, he's got some wonderful books that he's written, uh, YouTube videos. Uh, he travels all over the world sharing God's Word. So I want to encourage you to check those out. And make sure you join us again tomorrow as he's got a powerful message he's going to share about it's never too late for a comeback. For Jeremiah Johnson, I'm Greg Horn, and this is Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. Serving Central Kentucky since 2012, Gluten-Free Miracles is Lexington's locally owned healthy bakery and cafe. For those who follow a gluten-free diet, there are lots of delicious options. If you're on a paleo, keto, or vegan eating plan, then Gluten-Free Miracles Healthy Bakery and Cafe is also the place for you. Need a birthday cake? or anniversary cake for that special occasion? Gluten-Free Miracles Healthy Bakery and Cafe can also assist you there. Conveniently located off Nicholasville Road behind Jeff's Car Wash. Visit them today or check them out online at glutenfreemiracles.com. That's glutenfreemiracles.com.